What's up, Hogland Nation? You know we gotta tell you about Mr. T's Tuxedos. Do you or someone you know have a wedding, formal, prom, or big event coming up soon? Well, lucky for you, we have you covered. Mr. T's Tuxedos has the best suits and tuxedos in the area, and will have you looking your best for your big day. With their main store located in Minersville, PA, they also offer fitting services located in Center City, Philly, as well as on-site fittings at your preferred location. Make sure to mention that Hogline sent you when you visit in-store or reach out with an inquiry. To take a look at their catalog and for more information on all that Mr. T's Tuxedos has to offer, visit MrT'sTux.com. That's M-R-T-S-T-U-X.com. And remember, you only have one shot at looking your best. Be sure to take it with Mr. T's Tuxedos. What's going on, Hogline Nation? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Manis, alongside my co-hosts, Jack Manis and Andrew Shuffler. Welcome back, folks. You're listening to the 210th episode of the podcast. Welcome in. We have a, a wonderful episode for you guys today. We have, I guess you could call it our mid-season NFL I guess revisiting of our predictions, kind of, um, we're going to make some amendments to our preseason predictions. A lot has obviously changed. I feel like our A, I feel like AFC West. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Is the thing that has changed the most of how it, it was preseason uh, revered as the best division ever, and it has not lived up to that expectation, especially for two of the teams at the bottom. Uh, but nonetheless, we have our updated playoff predictions on today's show. We have updated award predictions. We have Sportsbook Donation of the Week, of course, as always at the end of the show. Uh, Chef's going to talk about the Eagles, as we always do. And Jack, do you still have your, sur- I guess, what were you calling it? Your impromptu rankings or surprise segment? Jack's always good for a yeah, surprise I've... segment on the show. Yes. A very brief. I'll just go. I'll follow Chef. I'll follow Shref's Eero. Okay. All right. So, yeah, that's kind of what we're doing today. Um, and I, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see how, how much our playoff predictions have changed in, in the nine weeks here. So uh, we'll get to that in, in, a, in just a few minutes. But, uh, but without further ado, uh, Shref, go ahead. You can talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. They defeated the Houston Texans uh, last Thursday, which – Feels like forever ago. It feels like forever ago. It was only uh, not even a week at this point, but they beat them twenty nine seventeen. They looked pretty good. I mean, the Texans. The Texans actually, I you know surpassed my expectations. They were a little scrappy, but but uh, but yeah. Go ahead. You can elaborate. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I had to jog the memory a little bit because it feels like forever, especially with the Phillies games mixed in there in between too it feels like it's been like a month but um word of the day we're keeping it simple we're just going with good it was good but um came out a little slow to start which i feel like i mean it's thursday night game you know uh, a little bit off uh, obviously coming off the bye so i mean while it's a lot of rest like you still kind of get you got to get back in back into it a little bit so came out a little shaky but definitely settled down throughout the night as it went on um starting off jalen hurts just 
keeps it rolling. Uh, efficient, um, making throws. Uh, I thought, especially early on, one thing that I was impressed by is he he definitely made a handful of like questionable throws um, early on, just a little bit off on accuracy. But almost every time he came back the next play and would just throw a dart and just like the ability to just erase that uh, that little memory there and come right back and make the next play. Um, he's he's checked every box so far this year. Um, as I'm, I'm sure most people agree with, but it, it's just, it's a lot of fun watching him. Um, 21 to 27. So like, like I mentioned it the other week, but we, we were curious to see what is it, what is like efficiency would look like. And that's been like the name of his game so far this year. So it, it's been very fun. Um, rest of the offense, Miles Sanders looked good again, 93 yards and a touchdown. Um, always love to see that he's been looking good. Uh, receiving Dallas Goddard, big time, a uh, hundred yards, touchdown. Um, it is, I, I, you guys might have to chime in on this maybe after I finish this, but outside of Kelsey and Andrews, like in terms of skill set, you could argue Kyle, like a Kyle Pitts or like a Kittle, but if we're talking production, I mean, Goddard, you could probably say is, is in that, that upper echelon. Um, but, uh, yeah, overall the defense, uh, Eagles offense, no weaknesses They they keep rolling. There's no reason why they shouldn't. Barring any like unfortunate injuries, but so far so good. But defense, um, secondary uh, overall pass uh, pass coverage still still solid. They're still getting the job done. Run defense without Jordan Davis was very noticeable, I thought. Um, and you could just look at the simple stats to see that Damian Pierce was rushed the ball twenty seven times for one hundred thirty nine yards. So not only was he efficient, but they Houston obviously saw throughout the game that that was how they were gonna you know make their way down the field. Um, so hopefully that's something that week to week that they can improve on. But it, uh, if like, obviously I feel like people who would only look at the box score would see Jordan Davis's stats and be like, Oh, like what, like, it seems like he's been underperforming, but this game was, uh, the definition of proof of how good he's been this year. Um, so hopefully they'll be able to figure that out. Definitely going to be a, a big hole in the middle, but, um, they should have enough pieces where they can kind of, uh, be able to figure it out. We'll find out though. Um, but besides that, I do want to shout out a former Steeler for you guys. Javon Hargrave's been playing at a, at a pro level this year. You guys obviously got that firsthand against the Steelers, but uh, once again, three sacks uh, of the seven. So he, he's been like like pretty dominant, honestly. Um, especially with Fletcher Cox as he's getting older, they're not using him as much. And his uh, he's been he's been productive this year, but they def like Hargrave stepping up into that like legit number one D tackle role has been enormous for them so far this year. Um, so yeah, overall with the defense pass defense has no worries, rush defense. We're going to have to see how they can make up for Davis, not being there. Um, but yeah, overall, this has been, this is kind of the standard for them. Now they've uh, been in the game at the line of scrimmage, uh, at least on offense. Um, as long as Hertz keeps looking good, I don't really see how they slow down. The schedule continues to look good. Um, looking forward. I think that, I think that Tennessee game could be an interesting one to watch at some, uh, coming up here in a, in, in a couple weeks, but no, no complaints. Um, do you guys have any thoughts on Goddard? Would you agree? Yes, I agree with the Goddard thing. And he, I noticed for fantasy uh, scoring, at least usually it's a tier of like three tight ends. And then it's like a huge drop off. Um, Typically, like Kelsey Kittle, Andrews, Kelsey Andrews Waller, like some kind of mix like that. Well, this year it's really just Kelsey and everyone else. And but amongst the everyone else, Goddard is like 
And Mitchell, do you know what he is tight end rank for fantasy right now? Um, four, four, right? Okay, that, that's yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Isn't Ertz also up there as well? Yeah, I think it was Kelsey Andrews, who Andrews has been hurt. So and then Ertz sure and Goddard. Ke- yes, and then Hawkinson, I think. Okay, which the only reason that? Hawkinson's up there is because that huge game. But yeah, yeah, so. true. Because uh-huh. I was because I was gonna say too, just about Goddard, like. Like when I think about like a guy like Waller, it's something that I was worried about with Goddard is what's happening to Waller. Where last year Goddard like kind of was just like that security blanket, like easy to get to. So his his production's been good every year, but, and you've seen it in in Oakland now, um, or sorry in Vegas, um, with Devonte Adams coming in, Waller's usage has certainly gone down. Obviously, do coach and everything like doesn't help that either. But then with the Eagles, I was definitely nervous with A.J. Brown that, you know, and obviously he's been the main target, but I was wondering if Hertz was going to spread the ball around still. And he's been doing a great job of it, and Goddard's obviously been a, a huge recipient of that. And just, like, after the catch, because that was one thing that Ertz – that's something that Ertz was never really good at was was after the catch, and that's where – I mean, that's where Goddard is at his best. So he, it's – he's very fun to watch. Is this a uh, a contract year for Goddard? Or no, they, they signed him a few years ago. They, they re-signed because him. I think he got re-signed at the same time as like Avante Maddox did too. I believe they're both on long term. Okay. He's older than you think. He it feels like he's younger. He's already like I think he's like twenty seven or twenty eight already, something like that. Which draft was he? Was he twenty seventeen? I know it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was the year after the. He was the year after the Super Bowl because that was the year. Twenty eighteen. The Eagles traded their first for the Ravens to get Lamar, and then I, I think their first pick that year was Goddard in the second. Yeah, that was the infamous David Akers announcement pick, right? That's, that's exactly what it was. Yep. Dallas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the one. The last time you have a playoff win, these draft picks weren't even born. It's the highest pitch voice ever. Jack, I wish we would have gotten a David Akers type voice when we were doing the GM role plays. <laughs> maybe maybe next time, maybe he could be a different GM. But uh, yeah, the Eagles look really good. Um, I wish they threw to Devontae Smith more. He's been kind of disappointing for my fantasy team over the past two weeks. So and um, it, it stinks because he's like he's good, and that that's that's where it's frustrating for fantasy is when you like understand that like it's just the way the offense works that like he's gonna have his weeks, but then so like trying to pinpoint what weeks those are gonna be is so hard, obviously. Yeah, um, he he had his best game against Washington, and they play Washington this week again. So, um, hopefully, he can replicate that performance. And uh, I, I think Shreff, you might be able to adjust. I'm going to the game on Monday, so I will Ooh, be in attendance. That's fun. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be a chi- it's gonna be a little chilly. It's gonna be uh, I think in the mid mid 30s. So it'll be the first yeah. crisp, crisp night of the uh, yeah. of the of the year, or not of the year, but you know what I mean of the I fall. The Jags, I was at Jags Raiders Sunday, and it was like 85 and really hot. Wow, funny how weather works, man. Crazy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think that's it. I have to, uh, anything on the Eagles? Yeah, I was just, I, I had a lot of uh, stake in that game on Thursday. I had Damian Pierce, Devonta Smith, and the Eagles defense in fantasy, which is, I feel like for a a, te- a game that includes the Texans, you wouldn't expect 
to have many fantasy yeah. implications to that, but I was uh, heavily invested in it. Never know. Um, I also I've, I, I sent you guys my uh, I sent you guys my parlay. Oh yes, please tell the killer. listeners about that. That yeah. was that was really here, bad. Guys, here, give me give me two seconds here. Yeah, it was one of one of the worst beats I've seen in a while. Um, also, while you're pulling that up, I a quick comment on it's yeah, just so it's so suspicious how. Like, how did the sports book know? Like, it, yeah, I, I'm not one to believe that games are rigged, but like the, the spread was 13, 13 and a half. It was 12 points and the total was 45 and it was 46 points. That's just like, right. <laughs> that's just like stupid. I don't, I don't understand that. So, but yeah, go ahead, Shreff. Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, I believe yeah. I can, I have it. Okay, go ahead. Wait, do you have a Wait, Can you read it? Now I can't find it. <laughs> All right, one second. I I, oh, I said it in the group chat. Yeah, it's in the group chat. I, I it's um. It is. All right, ready? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's start off. AJ Brown, anytime touchdown, hit it. Got Chris it before the quarter, so it took a little bit, but he got it. This Mills under two hundred six and a half passing yards, easy under. On Hertz over two thirty three and a half, barely over, but over still counts. Um, Miles Sanders seventy plus rushing yards, hit that easily. Damian Pierce, 60-plus rushing yards, hit that very easily. And then my last leg of the night was under 45 and a half. And uh, with the two-point conversion that the Eagles got, when I believe they were going to kick the extra point, and I believe there was a penalty on the point, which allowed them to move the ball up a bit, uh, I got the two-point conversion, no more points were scored, so I lost a... A se- what was that? A six-leg parlay by half a point or by a point. Sorry, five dollars for three fifty-three. Correct. <laughs> wow. So what? Seventy to one, essentially. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Yep. Uh, pro- I mean, definitely the worst beat of my life. I'd assume, right? I'd, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, but that's. I mean, be thinking about that yeah. one for, for years. Especially because, yeah. I mean, whatever. If the score naturally went that way. It would still be very painful, but you you would probably get over quicker. But the fact that the penalty made it that way, that's even worse. That that that's gonna sting just a little bit more. Um, so so yeah, that's bad. So hopefully, better luck uh, going forward. Um, so well, yeah, well hopefully, like I said, prayers up for Shreff. Yeah. Um, okay. All right, um, Jack. Are you? Are you are you ready for uh, these rankings? Well, tell us sure. what we're ranking. I have a collection of younger players in the league. Um, three quarterbacks, three running backs, three wide receivers. And just based off feel, who you think is first, second, and third amongst each group. Right Which now, or, or projecting going forward? I don't know how young uh, these guys are, but... Combination. They're of both. all they're all either like first or second year, one third. Okay. I'm going combination. I'm going combination. Yeah. Okay. Um, which one do you want first? We'll do quarterbacks first. Start anywhere. Okay, quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Tua Tagovailoa. Well, I, I know. Who, I know who my three is. Well, I, I don't know. I just I need to ask a que- a question here. Are we taking them in a vacuum or with their current situations? 
Who's best? Who's who? Do you think is best right now? Vacuum. It's vacuum. Guy. Oh, uh, I have mine. Mitchell. I don't have mine, so Straff go first. Right. Uh, the one that I I two uh, two is my three. Um, I he he doesn't feel like I I feel like he like what we're seeing this year. I don't I don't foresee it getting that much better with him. Um, this is where I'm struggling, but I am this this could be recency bias, but I also just think that he projects better just for but I'm I'm gonna put fields at one lines at two I think and I actually think when when we did our 2027 quarterback rankings I think I had Lawrence above fields but this is definitely like a certainly a little bit biased over the last week or two but I like he, he reminds me a lot of hurts a lot of hurts fields yeah like big time I think I think fields is probably a little like probably faster obviously but just the the play style Play styles, right? That very similar. More of a physical runner. Mm-hmm. Well, I do agree. Tua is my three as well. Um, play that really sticks out to me this past week was when he underthrew that one. I don't know if it was Waddle or Hill. I think it was um, Waddle. It was broken up by the defender. Um, yeah, that there was. was a- a- there was actually he did it a few times. Yeah, that just that that really doesn't. I don't know. That doesn't really do anything for me. Uh, man, I mean, I definitely, I mean, I had Lauren's like eight. And I think I had Fields like 15th or 16th when we did our rankings. So I would kind of be a, a fraud to kind of walk that back after two weeks. I know Fields has exploded over the last two weeks, especially this past week. Um, so I won't walk it back yet. And though I love both of them. Um, you too. That's but I'm I'll, go with, I'll go with Lawrence. Lawrence Fields to a um, but just know that I two at three. I knew I, I was I was pretty calm, confident in the other two. I'm not as confident in in terms of the rankings of where they are. I'm very confident in their future prospects. But um, I think I agree with Shreff. I'm gonna right now put Fields above Lawrence, um, and then to a. Last, I, I was just curious where you guys, uh, landed on Tua currently because, like, I think the like news shows, sports shows are just like throwing Tua into like MVP rumors just for the sake of it. Um, he's fine, like he's game managing and maybe a step above that in my opinion. Um. He's been, he's very, he's accurate, uh, decisive. Um, but it's the, the narrative that is, uh, with him this whole season, I think is, has, uh, holds some weight to it. And we mentioned it like he's just doesn't have the arm strength that you'd want that, especially for uh, a team like that. Right. Um, like if he didn't have, uh, well, again, he's accurate, so I guess it's not really a point, the good point. But I actually, Mitchell, I told Mitchell, but Shreff, I just purchased because I was bored NFL Game Pass, the premium that includes the all 22. Um, How much is that? Because I kind of want that. 
it's kind of, it's a lot. It's ten dollars a month, um, and it, you can watch condensed games in forty minutes, which I I watched the Bucks and Rams, and then tonight I I watched the all twenty two of the Bears and Dolphins game because I wanted to see both Fields and Tua. Um, yeah, I, I there was a couple plays that. I know Hill got a uh, there was a DPI in the end zone because Tua underthrew him, and I mean it it was like a deep ball. I think the Dolphins weren't like their the Bears forty, and he underthrows Hill, uh, but the path was there. Like if he just let him, it would have been a touchdown. And granted, they did score the uh, drive eventually. I I think that was to Hill anyway in the next play because they had both the one, but um, that's just one instance. And there was a few other plays where if he just had a little bit more touch on that on a deep ball there, like it would have. Uh, it could have been he could have had an even better game. Um, for Fields, he was fantastic on Sunday, and uh, there's really not much that I could nitpick about his game, his play on Sunday. He ran for the most rushing yards a quarterback has ever rushed for in 178, I believe. On that 61 yard touchdown he had on the ground, he just exploded through the the second uh the second uh, level of the defense, which was. It was it was impressive. I guess maybe to nitpick, I thought Justin Fields he could uh, improve a little bit more in his deep ball. There were a few that he overthrew, um, and the offense ran a lot to his strengths. I feel like the offense was running a lot of east and west, just like side passes, which I feel like he can get more downfield with his arm than he can improve there. But he looked great. Um, I really went on a spiel here. I didn't mean to. <laughs> and I, uh, Trevor, I watched him in person and he played great. And this whole season, he's been kind of up and down. And whenever he has a great game, they're really good. And I keep hearing it's, oh, best game of Trevor's career. I've heard that for like three different games so far. Um, I think in time he'll level out and he'll be more consistent. He has had some red zone interception issues, um, interception issues in general against the Broncos in the Broncos game at the end, also the Texans game. Um, I feel like that's going to work itself out over time. Um, but I don't know. Right now, I'd, I'd go with Fields. I think he's a more dynamic player. Good breakdown. Give us the running backs. Um, my the running backs. There's three. There's I three. Guess them. Yeah. Ooh. It, it, I'm gonna say it's it's. I'm gonna say it's uh, Kenneth Walker, Damian Pierce, and Travis Etienne. Correct. Rank them. Oh wow! You got all of them. <laughs> oh man, this one. Oh, this one's really hard. Yeah, I I agree. I, I got it. I, I think I have mine. I got it. It's so hard. Okay, uh, have Mitchell go first because Shreff went first last time. Number three, Ken Walker. Number wow. two, Damian Pierce. Number one, Travis Etienne. Interesting. Very interesting. That is not an indictment on how I feel about any of them. I think they're all really good. Sure, I'm not, not, not going to sit here and say one's like I, I two was my clear three and I, I know I answered that pretty quickly with these running back rankings but 
I do like I do really like them all, and I'm I'm excited to take them in 2023 raid draft already. So with the first with the first like three picks in the draft, maybe. Yeah, um, one one two three right down. I don't know, but I. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I uh, there's no clear three here, but there's actually for me like a a one, not comfortably, but I like as soon as you said it, I knew it. I'm, I'm gonna put Ken Walker at one. Put I'm gonna put Etn at two, and I'm gonna put Pierce at three. I really like Kenneth Walker. <laughs> I am same as Shreff. Yeah, I really like Kenneth Walker. Me too. Yeah, there, there's been a, there's been a but few... it's so tough because really I. I... Sorry to cut you off. I was just commending Damian Pierce all game long. Like he looked great against the Eagles. It's just all three look so good, and I'm excited for this like young core of running backs that we have to watch. It's good. Walker, like I, there's been a few for me. It's like especially like it, there's been a few on Twitter of like these like more like all twenty two type clips where his like lateral movement and then his ability to like cut and then like a quick burst and just take off. It's really impressive, and it's like watching him. It is unbelievable. Like Rashad Penny was was playing well. It's insane that they were that they weren't giving him the ball with how yeah. good. Like it, like it makes like I understand rookie. Like maybe you want to learn like learn the ropes a little bit, but like same with Etn. Like Etn clearly wasn't getting enough touches either. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, like Walker should have been Walker should have been the one from day one, and Penny should have been more of a change of pace guy. Like it, like that is, but yeah, I really like all three of them though. They're very fun. All right. Give us the wide receivers. receivers. Try to guess again. Sure. I think it's going to be tough to guess. There's too many young receivers to guess. I think we have a third year, a second year and a first year. I don't know. It's, Try to. Uh, what do you say? Sorry. Waddle's probably one of them. He's not. I'll just let He's you go. Not. I'll let you go. Um, I'm on Ross St. Brown, T. Higgins, and Chris Olave. Because like, it wasn't just like the best young receivers. Like, I think Jalen Waddle would clearly be above all three of them. Yeah, I think I have. So that's why I, I'm. I'm trying to. I try to go for three that were relative. Like you can make a case for any of them. I think I have mine. Um, should I go first? Sure. Sure. I have my number one. I think. Um. Probably gonna go. It's tough. It is tough, but I guess Higgins, Amon Ra, then Olave. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch Olave and Amon Ra. Okay. I'm gonna okay. agree with Jack. I'm gonna go with order that they've been in the league. Okay. Any thoughts why Mitchell? Well, I'm a little biased. I love Amon Ra St. Brown. He's on my dynasty team. But you have Higgins above him. I mean, it's T. Higgins. I mean, he's just... He's so... I feel like he's what they are, but just bigger, too. He Like, he, he's a really good combination of everything. Like, he... 
can win up top, but then his route running is really clean too. Like he, uh, we we actually I don't know we never brought this one up on the on the podcast, but when we were when I when I made the claim that that I said that T Higgins was better than Jamar Chase, um, right? You know I've I've always very much enjoyed T Higgins. I uh, trying to think like it's hard to think, but like off the top of my head, how many teams would he be a number one on? And I'm not probably a decent amount of them. 22. Sure. We'll, we'll take that. And I, I love Olave. I, I, I really wish he would have ended up in a more fun offense than he's in. But like even, even yeah. in this, not, even in this not fun offense, he's been incredibly good. Right. And he's like, what are the receiving threats there? Like Michael Thomas hurt all year. Jarvis Landry's hurt. Like Taysom, yeah. no, he's Taysom Hills and go run routes. Like Jawan Johnson, Marquez Callaway. Uh, yeah. Who else? Is, is Traycon Smith still there? Like it's uh, what's around him is pretty poor. It, it, it's a bunch of it's, it's a bunch of no one. And it's Andy Dalton throwing to him. Yep, Andy and a little bit of Jameis, so not 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 much better. Like yeah, not good. Yeah, but similar to the running backs, love yeah, love love all, love all, all three. three. They're all so fun. Yeah, fun. I That's uh, all I got. Okay, nice. I like that. Thank you for that. Uh, would you guys want to do awards or playoffs first? I feel like awards first. Okay. All right. Let's start with. Um, let's start with defensive rookie of the year. In my opinion, it's a pretty obvious one. Yeah, I I only wrote one person for this. <laughs> let's see if we go. Three for three, but I have sauce. So I have sauce. Me too. Yeah, I mean, I don't really think it's much of a debate at this point. He's been really, really good. I wish I would have saved the tweet, but there was a tweet that kind of listed all the res- the receivers he's mainly guarded throughout their first nine games, and how many yards he let up against them. And not, I mean, it was ridiculous as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, but I, re- I really wish I would have. Really wish I would have saved it, but it's gone now. So, it, he, he's got a passer rating of fifty-four. Yeah, that, that's true. Pretty sure, yeah. How many? How many picks does he have on the year? Probably like two. I want to say two. That I was I gonna say he like it's obviously very early, but in terms of just like the way that he's shutting guys down, like it's very Revis-esque in a sense where, like you might not hear about him that much during the game because they're just not throwing at him, like, at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, the, the fact that he's been, like, this dominant as a, like, rookie, is it's absurd. <laughs> right. He does have two. Just checked. Yeah. But, yeah, you're right. It's so just, like, I mean, like, it... Like, how, how does one get so lucky to... Like, I, like obviously, it's not his name, but, like... Coming in with that name mixed with like how he plays, like it's it's like the per it's a perfect storm. It really is. It sounds it's really like a player you would make up. Um, yeah, legitimately. Yeah. yeah, that's a created player that you're like you're like this is gonna sound so cool. Yeah, and and the talent is backed up. It's like yeah, you put all the attributes to ninety nine, and it's like amazing. you just made a guy with a cool name. So that's that's what really what it's like. Um, okay, offensive rookie of the year. It was a little tough, I feel like. Tougher, definitely. 
Jack go first. Offensive rookie of the year? Yes. Went with Kenneth Walker. Uh, I have Walker, but for Devil's Advocate, I was debating between him and... I was actually debating between him and Olave. Okay. I have Chris Olave. Um, bad for Pierce. Pierce is getting left out again. I just feel like uh, Pierce is just not going to have the shine because he's on the no. Texans. I don't disagree. And I could see Kenneth Walker just like exploding the last four weeks or something crazy like that. Like I, I think it's going to be what it is case for Olave. I mean, not that Michael Thomas was really playing this year, but now that he's officially out for the year, like he's just going to... I don't know if the Saints aren't a dynamic team and hindered by Annie Dalton a little bit, but you know, he's going to have so many targets. Not that he hasn't already, but yeah, he only has two touchdowns, but uh, I don't know. I could see him. I think he'll finish with a stat line of like, you know, we got, we went over his pace the other week or whenever that was, but I think he'll be around 95 catches, 1300 yards and six touchdowns. Maybe even maybe even more than that. I don't know. I just think he's gonna have a big second half. I think he'll make a push. Right now he's the third favorite. I think he's sitting at five or six to one. I think he'll definitely close the gap within the next month and a half or so. So now I guess now would be the time to bet on it if you're if you're feeling bullish about it. Yeah, definitely. Um comeback player of the year. I'm going with Saquon. Okay. Just how yeah. integral he is to this offense and how successful the offense has been, surprisingly. Um, coming off of his injury, I I think I, he's not the favorite, if you guys checked. I did all yeah. these, then checked. I did all these before I looked at the odds. I was surprised that he wasn't the favorite. It's Henry, yeah. right? Hen- no, it's not Henry. Oh, it's, I think it's Gino right now. Gino. Um, but I was going to say about Gino, I wanted to pick Gino, but like, there was a most improved player award, I would say it's Gino. I, I feel like Gino, right. isn't, Gino isn't in the spirit of the award. And like, like you said, Saquon not only came back and is playing well, but like, is that offense? Like, that, that offense runs through him and they're, what, six and two? Mm-hmm. Like, he, I mean, he's, he's putting that offense on his back, more or less. Um, has been awesome, but I just I feel like he doesn't fit the award. Right. Yeah, like Gino, probably the most surprising player of the year. But like yeah. what did he come back from? Like being not good as in a, in a being a back he came back from being a back of a quarterback. Like that doesn't really make sense yeah. to me. That's why that's why it's tough to And I love I get yeah, 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 you right. I, I'm assuming like I I guess the odds reflect it, but like I, I feel like when they're giving out the award, I feel like it, it would be tough to give it to him over Saquon at the end of the day. Well, I do agree with you guys. It doesn't necessarily make sense. I think that if the Seahawks make the playoffs, I don't think, I think he's definitely going to get it. Just because, because. Disagree. But go. Why? I I just think with how much of a narrative the whole Russ trade was this year and the fact that, like, this guy was such an afterthought. People weren't even sure if he was going to beat out Drew Locke at the start of the year. Like, they. People are like, there's no way the Seahawks win more than three games. And I just, I don't know. I really don't see 
no one had them in the playoffs. No one thought of putting them in the playoffs at all. Like, I don't even know if, like, Seahawks fans, even though in their wildest dreams, thought that they'd be anywhere where they are right now and with the way the the season's going. So if they win, like, 10-plus games and make the playoffs, especially if they win the division, like, in a in against the former the reigning and uh the reigning Super Bowl champions and a team that got the NFC Championship last year and a team that made the playoffs last year to go out there trade Russell Wilson and then start Geno Smith like there's no I again I get it he's not it's not like he had former glory that he's returning to and it doesn't necessarily make sense I just don't think there's any way if that happens that he won't get it. I think narrative-wise, I I would think that's just a reason for him to give the coach of the year to Pete Carroll instead. I was just gonna say I think that that's also a, a, a big narrative, like the yeah the dispute or I don't know disagreements potentially with uh, Pete Carroll and Russ. I was I was actually gonna lead that into saying because I Pete Carroll is the first name that I have written for my coach of the year pick. I was going to say, like, talk about a 180 on this podcast uh, from me. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll, hey, hand up when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I I thought that Russ was going to leave and was going to prove that the Seahawks were holding him back. I I had it all wrong. It it turns out Russell Wilson might have been holding Meet Carroll back, for all I knew. I was going to say, I I don't know who Pete Carroll is. I do know who Meet Carroll is. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Meet, meet. Meat has changed, changed his, changed me. I don't know. I'm a changed man. <laughs> meat, meat is changing Trap's life, man. It, it's crazy. <laughs> Quote back and forth between Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. I saw just before we started recording, uh, or BR Gridiron on Instagram. Pete Carroll said there was resistance to use a play calling wristband before Geno Smith took over as QB one. And then Russ fired back with, uh, asked about it not wearing a wristband on play calling first in the Seahawks and he Russ said won a lot of games there without one on the wrist so narrative stirring we're having fun it's having a good time over there right well I do think this is a good transition to um wait who did you guys did you even say your comeback player of the years take one Okay, you said Saquon Treff. I wasn't sure if you did. Uh, I do think it's a good transition to coach of the year because Treff said meet. uh, I do have Brian Dable, so I kind of did a little flip there. Of uh, I have Gino, Gino and Dable, and then yeah, Saquon deserves a shout as well. Um, I ask, how many games do the Eagles need to win for Sirianni to get it? I don't think he'll get it. Like if, but if they go undefeated, they go, what, even like, dude, if they go, I mean, what if they go like, what if they go fifteen and two? Nope. He gets it fifteen no. and two. No. Nope. But if they go undefeated, Mitchell, what do you think? He won't get, he won't get it. I completely disagree with you. I don't know. Like, I find it hard for There's no way. There's no them way. to go undefeated and they not get it. I honestly think and sixteen and one. It would be hard for him not to get it too. I like. I like to. Say, it but... depends. I think it depends if how the Giants do, um, and how the rest of these teams do. Like I, uh, yeah, so I agree with you, Mitchell. It, it if they went sixteen win or seventeen zero, it would seventeen zero. I don't know. That's tough, but there's just no way they couldn't. What right? What I think they'll do 
a coach go or a team goes undefeated, I feel like they'll just default give it to that coach. However, and I know it might sound crazy, I think the Eagle Sirianni taking the Eagles roster to seventeen and zero is not as impressive as Dable bringing this Giants I, team to twelve and five or eleven and six. Completely agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm not so saying what that they, I think right. Sirianni. I was just more wondering what what that threshold is where it's like you have to give it to them. Right, but what okay, I think fine, I'll do, it. I don't know. They have to win every game. If they go sixteen and one, I don't think so. I yeah, I could see that seventeen and zero, never been done before. You know, because it's ne- never been an option up until last year. But still, the first team to go seventeen and zero, yeah, I'll give it. Like, yeah. I just don't think I'd give it to him. No offense. I I just think I'd still hey, give it to the Giants. Coach. I, mean, Dable, I I think Saleh deserves a good a good shout as well. Depending how the he Jets does. He does, but I don't. We'll get into our the Jets roster is a little bit better than the Giants. Yeah, I'd say so. I think pre-injury, um, pre-injuries, I, I, I think for sure. It's kind of tough. Also, I don't know. Don't want to neglect our pre my preseason coach of the year. I think it was my. I'd have to run the tape back, but I think it was Kevin O'Connell. Um, they're seven and one. I mean, if they finish like. 13 and four. I think and no the way you get the narrative, the narrative of them like kind of changed now. Like we, we were all high on them, but I feel like once they started winning, like they've just been considered like one of the top teams. And like these, like we said, like these top team coaches aren't going to be considered for it. I don't think. If they yeah. go 13 and four, he won't be considered for it. I don't know. Even if they go like, yeah, I don't know. Sirianni will get it over O'Connell no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. But if the Vikings finish the better record than them, which neither will get it. Neither will get it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just wanted to bring him up. Let's see. Uh, Defensive player of the year. And I mean, I, I wrote one other name down that I want to like get some recognition, but like, it's Parsons, but I, I did write down Pat Sertain. Um, mm-hmm. He's been unreal this year. And, like, especially with this this Broncos team, like, the only reason that this team is in games is because of this defense, and he's been the anchor in that secondary for them, going up against every top receiver, locking down. I, as far as I know, I didn't look up exact stats, but, I mean, they talk about him every game. It seems like he's locked up just about everyone. Um, and like that defense is the sole reason why they even have like a somewhat like modest record. So he's the only guy that I would give a shout out to, but like Parsons is kind of running away with it at this point. Jack. Yeah, it's Parsons. I'm just looking now like who else is in contention. This has um, been okay. That's the, that's the other name I saw, but like I, I think Nick Bose is that w- has been in contention, but like, he has like eight sacks. Like he's been good. Oh, I'm and, telling you guys right now, Matthew Judon's winning defensive player. Yeah. Whoa. You think that, oh, I was just about to mention Matthew Judon, but you think Matthew Judon's gonna win it? He he's on pace to have more than TJ Watt sacks last year. He has, three, he, has a th- he has a three game lead over second place. A three sack second. lead? Yes. Yeah, I mean, he. I I wanted to mention him because he's coming off the best year of his career last year, and 
he topped that. He's topped it so far, and he's been really impressive. Um, if you think so, Mitchell, bet it because Micah Parsons is minus two fifty, and then Matthew Judon is plus twelve hundred. Yeah, I might. I don't know. I might. It goes Micah Parsons at minus two fifty, then Bosa plus. This is Fanduel plus a thousand. Matthew Judon plus twelve hundred. Miles Garrett plus twelve hundred. Then Aaron Donald plus twenty five hundred. The huge drop off. I just think that's. Yes, technically, maybe Parsons should be the favorite, but I don't think he should be. Judon should be 12, 12 to 1. Yeah. That's, I think that's a mistake. So, and, so yeah. Yeah, I, I still stick with Parsons will win it. And play, being on the Cowboys, being in prime time, being having the narrative the whole year that he's going to win it helps, which I think he'll just will produce enough for the remainder of the season to win it. Especially now that their offense is like he, he'll be like he won't be out there as much, hopefully, assuming that their offense is working. But so I think he'll be he'll be fresh, he'll be rolling. Offense player of the year. Another meet. Another meet. Oh, Ty Meat Hill. These are all Kevin's doing. <laughs> yeah, Kevin yeah, came up with Meat Carroll, then he came up with Ty Meat Hill. <laughs> no, Ty Meat Hill is no. That's not. A, I'm not. I'm not coining that one for the Hogline podcast. Meat Carroll is the only official meat meat endorsed candidate here. Um, I think Ty Meat came before Meat Carroll. I don't care. Are, are we all saying Tyreek Hill? Yeah, I think. I think if. Uh, I think as long as Derrick Henry stays healthy, he could have a, an argument for it. But like that—that's really for me, just because of how much he carries that that entire offense. I mean, if Tyreek goes for two thousand, he's yeah, definitely. Yes, yeah. which he only needs like eight hundred and fifty yards, which is insane. I mean, if, Wild. if he goes for two thousand, like uh, yeah, I mean he yeah, I mean, he's gonna get that. But like you could like you could like you could have an MVP conversation. Like you could. You should. Well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He only has three touchdowns, so he'll probably finish like, with like seven or eight touchdowns. His, touch- but... uh, his touchdowns are down, but like, what if? What if he did finish with like eight touchdowns and the Dolphins win the East and like the two seed? And he has two thousand yards. Like, yeah, two thousand yards. Two thousand five hundred yards. Did you say twenty three hundred yards? I said thirty five hundred. I think you said, oh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Probably not. If the Eagles actually do go like sixteen and one, not spoiler alert, then we know who's going to get it. Probably. So, um, yeah. I mean, my MVP is Jalen Hurts. I'll say it right now. Having fun. I, I I have him and yeah, I have him down too. Having fun. I've had a bet on him for like a month now, so I mean I feel like it's in my opinion, it's still either Mahomes or him. Like I don't really think yeah, it's I mean, gonna be anyone else. The only two names I wrote down. I think now with Allen's elbow, I think it kind of puts him out of the running. I think he's gonna either sit out a week or two or kind of maybe have a couple of down weeks, but um in my opinion, it's either going to be Mahomes or uh, Hurts. 
speaking of Ty Tyreek Hill, uh, the narrative of Mahomes losing Tyreek Hill and still putting up the same numbers that he always does um, could work to his favor. They have the are the Chiefs the one seed in the AFC right now. If so, currently it's the Bills. I think. Oh uh, right, because they beat the they, they beat, beat the, the Chiefs. Chiefs so. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. But uh, but yeah, looking like he. They they are primed to maybe take over that one seed spot, um, but you know the Eagles are undefeated and Hertz's numbers are right are um, right there with Mahomes. So overall, um, okay, there we go. Are we uh, we're ready for our playoff predictions here? Yep. So how should we do this? Should- each person go one through or seven through one, or are we gonna do seven, 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 six, six? Oh, don't want to say that. No, no, no. Let's just do seven through one. Yeah, I think we go all the way through. Okay, um, Jack, you can go first. Seven Bengals, six Chargers, five Dolphins, four Titans, three Ravens, two Bills, one Chiefs. Okay, Treff. Uh, I have the same exact thing, except in the seven hole instead of the Bengals, I have the Jets. I was just debating between that, but went with the settle on the Bengals. Besides that, I have the same exact rankings. Okay, so I have the Bengals seven, Chargers six, Bills five, mm-hmm. Titans four, Ravens three, Dolphins two, Chiefs one. Mind that either. You guys are gonna be mad, and my the rest of mine. Um, Jack, should we go? Should we continue with the AFC? No. Okay. So the NFC. NFC. I have the 49ers at seven, six Giants, five Cowboys, four Bucks, three Seahawks, two Vikings, one Eagles. Terrific. Uh Seven Giants, six Seahawks. Five Cowboys, four Bucks, three Niners, two Vikings, one Eagles. I have seven Rams, six Giants, five Cowboys, four Bucks, three Niners, two Vikings, one Eagles. Unfortunately, the gonna miss. Unfortunately, do no meat playoffs. Yeah, unfortunately, no, because I have the Niners, Rams, and Seahawks all finishing ten and seven. And they mm. just missed out. So, unfortunate break for them. Wait, Mitchell, uh, sorry, read it again. My seedings or the NFC West? Seedings. I had the Rams 7, Giants 6, Cowboys 5, Bucks 4, Niners 3, Vikings 2, Eagles 1. So, you think the Giants will go 11 and 6? Uh, let me just verify. I have you must because they uh they the Seahawks beat them. Yes, they do. I have uh the East. I have Eagles fifteen and two, Cowboys twelve and five, Giants eleven and six, and Commander seven and ten. Who are the two Eagles two losses? Um, like Dallas one and I think Dallas I had them one. losing week seven. Week 18 to the Giants, definitely. Because, I mean, there'd be no point of them playing anyone in that game. Uh, I don't remember the other one. I think I maybe had them like losing to the Packers, which right. makes no sense. I know the Packers are terrible, but it's just some random loss in there. Um, no, I think, I'm pretty sure I had Packers-Giants, oddly enough. Um, 
I had the Packers going seven and ten, if anyone was wondering. I could see that. Uh, I, I know it's kind of off topic, but I did predict every team's record. If you guys want to ask me about a couple, if you're curious where I have them, uh, you had the you have the Jets missing. Where what would you have them at? I had the Jets at nine and eight. Got it. And I had and, the a, the AFC East was the the division I had everyone above five hundred. Yeah, because I was looking I was looking at their um remaining schedules for the Bengals and the Jets, and I, I was I liked the Jets schedule a lot better. Yeah, um, I have the Bengals at ten and seven um, as the seventh seed, and the Jets. Me looking at it like Jets, Jets get the their by their bye week right now, right? I believe so. Yes. Um, but then they come back and, and they get the Patriots again. Um, tough matchup, but I like it. Then they get the Bears. Then you go Vikings Bills back to back, which is tough. But then you follow that up with Lions Jags back to back. And right. Cincy, Cincy on the other hand, like, they got a tough schedule. The Bengals. Cincy goes. Cincy has has Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh, which I like. Is division game never easy. Titans tough. Right. Chiefs tough. Browns division game. Bucks probably tough by that point in the year because it seems like they could maybe start to turn it around. Cats at, at in page at at the Patriots tough. Bills Ravens to finish the year. Okay. My main reason for picking the Bengals over the Jets, I just think, and I'm rooting for because I don't like him on the record. I just think that Zach Wilson is just gonna ruin it for him. Mm. Find that take. Mitchell, yeah, I, one more. Oh, sorry. You give your point take on that if you were going to. Oh, I wasn't. I was going to just say I have the Patriots and Jets both at nine and eight. They're the last two out in the AFC. Got it. Um, why? Curious about the Rams, Mitchell. Ten and seven. That means they'd go seven and two rest of the way. What? How do they turn it around? It's going to be. They're going to regain that magic. I just I don't know. I just don't see it. I I think they're Stafford playing this week. Yeah, he's in concussion protocol. The uh the offensive line looks notably worse than last year and they it's run really the ball bad. a lot worse. Like they they just get no push off the offensive line and their play calling has been really suspect and I we heard what I don't know if you heard what Jalen Ramsey said post game. I feel like this locker room starting to fall apart a little bit and I don't know. I just see a lot of doom and gloom for the Rams for the rest of this season and years to come with no draft picks. I mean, I think McVay may step they, down after this year. Really sold their soul. And Aaron Donnelly retire. Really sold their soul for that Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, if you I mean, get hey, it, I don't respect. blame them, but yeah. uh, now I get it. But you, I mean, this is the, the this is the other side of it, unfortunately. Like they have like three legit stars and then they're just so thin other four Bobby Wagner they have four legit stars and they're just so thin otherwise and it's like catching up to them bad Steelers have them 7 and 10 I can see that as well Sounds I can see them what we're 2 and 6 now so we'd have to go 5 and 3 to finish 5 and 4, five and four? yeah Victories over the Saints, Panthers, Raiders, Colts, and Browns. Not the Falcons. Nope. Honestly, I mean, this would be a real homer to have them go 8-9, and nine, but I wouldn't 
put it past them because TJ Watts back this week, the rest of the season, and he's and he's him. Like if TJ, I probably said it on here, if TJ Watt plays is healthy, we're four and four at this point. So, and our schedule is he back this easier. week? Uh, he's supposed to be. I haven't heard anything because uh, there's rumors he may come back for the Eagles game. So I assume that he would be back after the bye week. Um, but yeah, seven and uh, ten is definitely doable. I have one more question for you guys before we move on to. I guess we'll just say our AFC and NFC championships. Um, will the Colts win a game the rest of the year? Yeah, yeah. There's been been too many weird games this year for for them not to win at least one more. How many win. more game, How many more games will they win the rest of the year? Probably. Like I had maybe, them winning one two. more game. There. I had them winning one more game the rest of the season. I had them finishing four twelve and one. Yeah, I mean that sounds about right. They're that. We want to get into that. <laughs> I'm just looking at their schedule. Marse needs to needs to be put somewhere that isn't in a in a front office. I think they put in a home. Be, well, maybe would be a, that would be a very viable option. Yeah, I mean, maybe they the Raiders maybe and that's this week, so I don't know. Probably against like the Raiders, like the they, Steelers, or the Texans is their only shot. Ursa, they didn't have a guy who called plays until they. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What a funny and, like, dude! If I'm a if I'm a player on the Colts, like I I would I would do anything. Like I would retire. I would like I would try. I would do like I would do something to get out of there. Why not have Matt Ryan call the plays? Probably would. He'd be a much better option than anyone they have. And it's just so. There's so many things we talk about it, and we don't. I still need can't to. believe. I still can't believe they benched him in the first place. Right. I think that's crazy. But about the Saturday thing. So, like, when the news broke, I'm like, that's weird. He's, I'd see him on ESPN. Didn't he know he, like, he, Ursay just, this is like, a, you'd write a movie about it. You'd write a movie about it if, like, Saturday comes in and, like, like they go to the playoffs. Like, that'd be insane. But, did you, um, see, did you see his high school record? Yeah, 20 and 16. Yeah. Like, it's, uh, who said it on around the NFL? Mark Sessler, I think, said it on around the NFL. Like this is the closest thing we're gonna get to Ted Lasso. I was just gonna say it's the same experience. Yeah. Um, and uh, like I, I saw that he was a. Uh, they called him a consultant. The Colts like yeah. Ursay was using him as a consultant this year. The first phone call regarding, uh, I I believe like. Or, sorry for the the first phone call from Ursay to Saturday in regards to play because I I mean they probably have some kind of personal relationship but in regards to the actual Colts was Ursay called Saturday this week during the game and said why aren't we, why aren't we getting protection like he asked about the offensive line I guess that led to a conversation and then that night Ursay <laughs> calls him back and says uh. Want to be my head coach for the season? And Saturday <laughs> said he was shocked in the press conference. It's just, it's so much. Dis- it's like Jerry Jones, even more dysfunction than like Jerry so Jones's owner. Like it's crazy. Yeah, like, imagine I, just like Jerry Jones calling Tony Romo. Like the Cowboys have a down year. It's like, hey Tony, you want to be I, my head coach? And it, it's even funnier too because like you can tell by the way this happened that like 
he, he didn't tell anyone that he was doing this. So like, so like us, <laughs> so like us ridiculous. finding out. So like us finding out was probably the same time that like that like the entire Colts front yes. office also found out. Like, it, like it's insane. so right. good. What an absurd move. <laughs> and then his reasoning, his reasoning was that he didn't want, like, he didn't want someone who was already like poisoned by. Like, yeah, he likes that he's inexperienced like, he and that. he won't be afraid. Honestly, I respect that. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's the yeah. NFL. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> man, I, I'm really interested to see what they what they do. I don't I have like, high hopes. But what if they just rip know. off? What if they just rip off like seven straight wins? <laughs> That'd be hilarious. It really would be. Um, okay. AFC and NFC Championship time. You guys are going to hate mine. Oh. So I'll go last. I'll go um, first. Um, we want to do both. Of the, do we just want to roll right through it, like into the Super Bowl? And no. save the Super Bowl? No. Save Super Bowl. Okay. Save the Super Bowl? Save it. Or, okay. So we're saying who wins or no in, the, in these championship games, or just who's in them? Wins. Whatever, whatever you want. You're first. All right. My. AFC Championship, the Chiefs over the Ravens. In my NFC Championship, the Eagles over the Cowboys. Whoa. Um, Spicy. I have the Ravens over the Chiefs. And I have the Eagles over the Niners. All right, you ready for mine? Oh, no. In the NFC, I have the Niners over the Eagles. And in the AFC, I have the Bengals over the Ravens. Oh. Crazy. (laughs) Yeah. They're going to catch fire. the Bengals make it again? They do make it again. As a wild card? As the seventh seed. My, um... My my Niners pick and my Ravens pick were both uh, very... Recency bias based on off uh, based on deadline moves. I think McCaffrey is going to completely change their offense for the better. Um, and then Roquan Smith, he already kind of showed it a little, but as he gets more comfortable in that defense, I mean, he adding him to a contender is is just a, a very good move. Yeah, and that Ravens defense as a whole looked very solid. Yeah. Nice. All right, who wins? The big Chiefs over the Eagles. Was over the Ravens. Bengals over the Niners. BB gets his title. No one expected them last year, guys. You're not wrong. I guess. I guess we're not expecting them this year either. Or, no. I mean, Right, they're gonna sneak up. Make sure they have in the playoffs. Like they, I feel like it's a little different than last year. Wow. I don't know. Like they just got blown out by the Browns. Yeah, they've been a lot more. Like I feel like last last season was a lot more of like a steady climb. I feel like this year it's been like boom, 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 boom. Right. Like, like, would you over. say? Would you say the landscape of the NFL is more or less vulnerable than last year? Much more vulnerable. That's why. I, that's why I don't. 
That's why I didn't exactly. feel bad about. That's why I didn't feel bad about picking the Eagles to win it. Because I was like, well, that like, I actually won't be like biased by saying this, you know. True. You're not. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I was nervous. I thought I was going to get called out. I thought you guys were going to boo me and throw tomatoes. No. If the Eagles were like four and four at this point, then yeah. That's where there'd be some qualms, I suppose. I mean, what right. are the odds on that? Are you going to put a future on the Bengals to win the AFC at least? Let me check. They're looking pretty good. You're confident. I mean, Joe Burrow has been so good this year. The only game he really... I mean, yeah, the Browns game was bad, but like, I don't Steelers think he played... Game? The Steelers game, but he he was coming off of Goldbladder surgery. Very, like, very fresh off of that. And, like, if you remove those four, you know, you can just say that with anyone, nitpick. But, like, he, he'd he be in the MVP talks if, like, that game just didn't exist. They're plus 1,300 to win the AFC and plus 2,800 to win the Super Bowl. Let me see what teams they're around. Or if you could tell me, I guess. They're around. They're just above the Chargers, just below the Dolphins. See, I mean, I don't think they should be below personally. I mean, I get why the Dolphins are higher, and I get why the Vikings are higher. I don't really get why the Bucks are higher. I mean, just, just because they still have Brady, like, and it's name recognition, like, and they're the Bucks. But personally, I I think the Bengals have a better chance of winning the Super Bowl than three, like the Vikings, Bucks, and Dolphins, in my opinion. What do you guys think about that? <laughs> Jeremy? Think about what in particular? What how they compare- like, who would you, re- if you had to make a bet between, or, or like out of the Vikings, Dolphins, Bucks, or Bengals to win the Super Bowl? Like, how do Vikings. you think those? I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably say Vikings just because of the path. Yeah. I don't know about that. Plus, like, if it, like, let's say, like, if it is, like, a collision course with the Eagles there, like, yeah, they got blown out the first game, but, like, you still have that game of tape to watch, and, like, they like you come back out the second time around. Like, I I just feel like the path is easier because, like, I, I mean, you, I almost wanted to say the Dolphins, but then I was like, but they'd have to go through all these AFC teams. Yeah, I guess so. I think in the AFC, I, I feel like, I mean, obviously the Ravens record doesn't reflect it, but I feel like Chiefs, Chiefs, Bills, Ravens kind of are a notch above the others, in my opinion. I, I would feel confident in the Bengals beating the Ravens. Ravens barely beat them last time at home. Ravens, Ravens, I agree with. Chiefs and Bills, now, I don't know. Bengals beat them last year. They could beat them again. Certainly could. Certainly could. How long is Chase out for? When when are they expecting him back? Four to six weeks when it happened, so probably another three weeks. All right. Yeah, certainly bold, but it's been a weird year for sure. Scoring's been way down. Teams that we thought were going to be good haven't been good, so anything can happen. 
All right, picks time. To recap how we did last week, I went 2-0-1. I picked the Ravens to cover, and they did on Monday Night Football against the Saints. I picked the Rams to cover three against the Bucks, and they pushed. So that was our first push of the season. Um, and I also picked the under in the Bills and Jets game under 47.5, and that hit by 10. Uh, so I was 2 0 1. Treff went 2 1, had the Seahawks to cover one against the Cardinals, and they won outright. He had the Bucks to cover 13.5 against the Jets, and they lost outright. But he did have the Dolphins and Bears over 44, and that went way over. That was a 77 point game. So good call on that one. Cannot say the same for Jack. He went 0-3 uh, with the Eagles minus 13. They lost by 12. Or they lost. Sorry, they won by 12. It uh, wasn't? Sorry. So. The uh, Bears-Dolphins, wasn't that a 67? Yeah, My I think My bad. 67. Yeah, it was like 77 is a lot. Okay, continue. Regardless, it went way over. Um, Jack also picked the Vikings minus three and a half. They only went by three, another bad beat. Yep. And he had the over in that game, 43 and a half, and that did not. So it was at 37. So that brings, our, that brings our records. Jackson lasts at nine, nine and 15. He was nine and 12. Now he's nine and 15. Shref improved slightly to 11 and 13. And I improved to 13, 10, and 1. So the, the, the gap was narrowing. However, it's kind of expanded kind of back to where it was around week four or five or so. Um, I'm at first. I will select first. And my first pick, I know, I know we were just making fun of them. However, I'm going to be going with the Colts plus six over the Raiders. Do you got Fanduel's five and a half? I will take five and a half. Could be wrong. Let me check. Fanduel's five and a half. Okay, I will take the Colts five and a half. Reasoning being, interim head coaches in their first game since 2010. Anyone want to take a stab what their record is against the spread and money line? I think there's been 23 ga- 23 times where there's been an interim head coach. Uh, since 2010, midseason, like in their first game, played. This is oh, sorry. This cover straight up. Uh, ironically, ironically, it's the same same number. I don't know if that's ironic, but uh, ironically, I think coincidentally, coincidentally, there we go. Thank you. I'll say like 14 and nine. Ref? Yeah, it's, yeah, we'll go a little bit higher because because you, you seem bullish about this. I'm gonna say, let's say sixteen and then sixteen and seven. Jack's correct. It's fourteen and nine. <laughs> oh wow! The more impressive part, though, in my opinion, is that they were the teams w- that had the interim head coaches were underdogs in sixteen of the thir- twenty-three games, and they've won fourteen. Of the twenty three um, games, I make a counter argument. Yo, I wanted to ask Mitchell a, a stat question on that though. 
of those 23 interim head coaches, how many are just like random guys that weren't with the team? That, that, that was, <laughs> that was going to be my question as well. How many, uh, how many of those? Because I think the other part of it is a lot of these interim head coaches, the players like want to play for them because a lot of the times that the head coach is like that got removed was like a bad one. This time, the one that got removed was actually a pretty good one, and they brought in a guy who, 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 uh, that no one knows like personally at all. Yeah. Like, they know who they are. It is probably, but it's no, it's no relationship. <laughs> uh, counterpoint to that: How many of those teams have played the Josh McDaniel-led Raiders, who this, are this two and true. six? I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I disagree with you. I'm disagree. I don't think the Ravens, the Ravens, I don't think the Raiders have a business being six-point favorites against anyone in the league. I don't think so. The Jeff Saturday-led Colts? I don't care. No, I don't think they do. They have no business. They're, they're horrible. They're, they're, I mean, yeah, they're ta- they still have some talent, but like right now they're in shambles. They, don't, they, don't, they shouldn't be favored by six against any team. That's fair. But this, this, should, be a, this should be a, like a, probably a three-point spread, I think. Like I just don't like I don't know what we're gonna see. Yeah, I don't know what to expect out of this. They're like, winning. Like, I don't know. That's what would scare me about betting on them is that I you physically have zero idea what we're about. Like, what, what so is it gonna, gonna be their only win, Mitchell? That this was literally the only predicted win I had for them. I don't know. It's a bold. It's a bold one to have your first. Surprise! You took that first. That. Yeah. Well, there it is. All right. All right. Who's bolder? Up. Who's bolder? Me picking it or Jim or say for making the hire? Uh, yeah, you actually you, you might be neck and neck with him on that one. Okay. Um, I ooh, yeah. Um, the Bills. The Bills have been screwing me the last two weeks, so I'm 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 done with them. I I, I thought I was going to outsmart Vegas and take them back to back, and it, it backfired on me tremendously. Um, so I'm gonna go back to the well on on a team that I've been that, that I won some money off of early on in the year. I'm gonna take Dallas to cover five at Green Bay. Um, um, this is just a brain. This is just a brain selection, and also a little bit of a revenge selection. We got, I mean, we got, I mean, we got Mike McCarthy going back to Green Bay. But they've been they, they they've been talking about it all week. Like the players say that they want they want to go in there and win this for them. They you know there's a chip on their shoulder. Um, and when it really comes down to it, when I'm, what it really comes down to is the fact that Dallas is a good football team and Green Bay is a bad football team. Um, Aaron Rodgers threw what three picks against the Lions? Um, the Lions. All, all, all are all were in the red zone, or I think one of them was like a twenty-two. But yeah, yeah. Um, against the against the Detroit Lions. So going up against the Dallas Cowboys, I feel good about Dallas's chances of being able to kind of keep them contained. Um, and then this offense, I'm assuming, is just going to kind of get better and better as, as as these weeks go on. Zeke, I think, is questionable, but if not, Pollard has already shown that he's more than capable of handling uh, a workload. Um, so, yeah, Dallas, I think Dallas is going to win by probably a touchdown, maybe more. So give me Dallas, minus five. It's a solid one, for sure. Yeah. I think that the only thing that worries me is is it being at Lambeau, but I feel like with this with this Green Bay team that – that Lambeau home field just isn't just isn't hitting the same. Potentially, I mean, Aaron Jones will probably play, but he's banged up too. So banged up, yeah. Just uh, Dobbs, Dubs, Dubs, however you say his last name. He, he's he's out for a little bit, so they're not looking too hot over there in Green Bay. No, uh, Shreff, I agree with you. 
Got one of your picks? They were in consideration. Um. Well, you should have been better, and you could have picked them earlier. I mean, I wasn't that passionate about them. I'm gonna take. Titans. Titans minus two and a half. They got the Broncos. Broncos are bad. Their first game without Bradley Chubb, I believe. And the Titans uh, looked better. They were just in control of the Chiefs game in Arrowhead for almost the whole game. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. Uh, I mean, everyone knows they're going to run the ball. They do, and they do it successfully. Malik Willis, I think, went like 5 of 16. He last we, week. We can talk about him. He doesn't look very good. <laughs> no, he looks really bad. Yeah. Know, like the concerns I had for him pre-draft are just so are just true. Doesn't like, look like he knows how to throw, which makes me nervous. Right, and my biggest concern was whenever he got in trouble at Liberty, like he could just like make whoa Liberty commercial. As I said that, um, whenever he get in trouble, he would just like improvise and make things happen that was like a trait he excelled at in my opinion and i didn't think that would cut it in the nfl and it really showed in overtime against the chiefs he took two awful sacks running into Um, sacks it's not good is Tannehill gonna be back this week he could i i think it's debatable i think they're saying maybe um Mm -hmm. i was also gonna we we forgot to mention Vrabel for coach of the year yeah right like the titans are he could like the Titans are just has no like they don't have the talent at all and I know the division is not good but the fact that with this what they did against the Chiefs even though they lost in overtime and yeah that game was in, that, that game was inexplicable like that yeah. made no sense <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, like, like if yeah. you if you like if you tuned in that game like kind of like last few minutes you see that score and then like and here's Mahomes with his with his 58th pass attempt you like well, 68. No, I know, but yeah, that's yeah, but like, yeah, what is going on in here? They they had like, like seventeen points yeah. and they had sixty pass attempts. <laughs> they're two teams. I said in our group chat that they're just polar opposites. The Chiefs just threw it sixty-eight times and completely abandoned the run game, and then Malik Willis throws twelve, goes five of twelve, maybe, and <laughs> of twelve, uh, and like maybe like maybe like eight of those were like accurate, like, like right. And Derrick Henry goes for one hundred fifty yards and. It's just crazy how they do it. So anyway, they're. I think they're. I don't know why the line's two and a half. The Titans are at home. Um, I know the Broncos are coming off a bias. Maybe that factors into it. But they're just a field goal better than the Broncos for sure, in my opinion. It's a solid pick for sure. Um, I was definitely thinking about it. You're up again. Kind of tough. Um, now I'm going to go with the Giants. Minus five and a half against the Texans. I just think the Giants win by six against a team that's struggling. The Giants are at home. That helps. Um, yeah, I, 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 I could see it's tight. the Giants winning by six or more. Not really much else to add there. Man, I'm really a menace for taking the Colts with my first pick. Elite menace. Yeah. Like, there's a <laughs> lot more you should be more comfortable about. <laughs> no, nah, like, literally, when I was looking at them, that was one of the first ones I was drawn to. 
I wasn't even considering it. No, that no. I mean, I'm not like I, I, I'm not touching the Raiders either. Just like you, we have no idea what's gonna happen. That game, yeah, I looked at that game for half a second and said, nope, not, not even, not even considering it. Um, I'm gonna take my over under. I think with this one, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over to Europe for this pick, boys. We're we're we're, we're gonna head over to Germany for this one. Um, I'm going to take the Seahawks Bucks. I'm going to take the under 44 and a half. Um, they're going over there. I think they're going to be a little, a little out of it, you know, a little all over the place. Um, the Bucks, I think are kind of maybe turning a corner. Oh, wow. Like they're, they're still a little confusing to me, but no matter what, you just like playing in low scoring games. That's just, that's just the way they roll this year. Whether they win or lose, they're playing in low scoring games. I've been loving the Seahawks offense this year. Um, but I think this Bucks defense is going to be enough to at least hold them in check. I'm not saying I think the Bucks will win this game, but I am saying that I think it'll be a low-scoring affair. I think the people of Germany are going to get just a, just an absolute slugfest of a, of a of a low-scoring game. So I'm going to take the under 44 and a half, um, and it'll be good because I will wake up and find out right away on on Sunday whether or not I'm I'm looking good or not. So I'm excited. There you go. Um, so I have two picks here for my final two. Um, I am going to go with the Chargers plus seven like against the 49ers. Um, reasoning being here, hold on, I have a Herbert stat. Um, not really a Herbert stat, but kind of. Since 2020, which is basically Herbert's tenure, I mean, he only missed, he didn't play that first game um, in 2020's rookie year. The Chargers are seven and three as an away underdog, um, so it's pretty good numbers there. And it just—it's more vibes because I feel like these teams are the 49ers are definitely better, I think, um, and they are at home, so you got to give like the three-point handicap there. But just seven seems like a lot. I don't know. It just—I think this should be like a four and a half type of thing. Like it's—it's a, it's, uh, you know. I feel like the Chargers always play close games too, so you know I'm not saying they're going to win, but I could see it being like a, th- a field goal game at the end there. So I think seven is definitely more than enough for me to be comfortable. I'm going to go with the Chargers plus seven there. Um, and my next one is going to be my final one: Commanders Eagles under forty four. Um, I'm going to trust the system that has brought me a lot of success so far in uh in this segment the system of double digit spreads hitting at a uh hitting the under at a 59 percent clip in the past 10 years um and this season the system is 12 and 4 there's been 16 games and it's 12 and 4 to the under um also the system of uh divisional opponents playing each other after week 10 i know we're not quite there yet but we're pretty much there, and it's two divisional opponents. So um, I think the Eagles' defense is definitely going to keep Washington under wraps for sure. And not for nothing, the, the commander's defense has been playing a lot better over the last two or three weeks. Uh, I know it's the Colts, but they held them to, like I think it was 16 points, and they held the Vikings to 20. Um, so I don't know. I I could see it being like a 
24 to 13 type game, something like that. 20. Yeah. I don't know. So I, I don't know. I really like this one. I'm always going to go with an under. I feel like I, I have yet to go on with an over that I've liked. So, um, there we go. Eagles commanders 44. I'll be in person to see it. Oh man. I was hoping you were going to take one of the two that I was debating between. I've been very lucky because I think, I mean, maybe it's because I've I've had first pick for most of the season. Humble brag. Um, but you guys haven't stolen. I don't really think any of my picks like this year yet. I've been fortunate. Yeah. Mm, uh how likely is it that uh, the TJ Watt's going to be playing? So like eighty percent, right, Jack? Sure. Yeah. Even if he doesn't screw it, let's have some fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you guys some love. I'm gonna take the Steelers plus one and a half. I like it. I was um, debating that one between them and the Titans. Um or the, off of my yeah. week. I like I like the idea of Mike Tomlin having a week to kind of sit down and see what's been going on. Um especially on the offensive side of the ball, I would say. Um uh yeah, and I mean the Saints the Saints have been have proven the last kind of week or two here that they're a little bit in disarray, not really sure what to do at quarterback. Um, their whole offense is obviously kind of runs through Kamara. So if you can shut him down, you're good to go. I like Cam Hayward in the middle for that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think the Steelers turn it around. Um, basically, pick him. I like him to win. I don't know if I like him to win by a lot. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's also going to be probably a low-scoring game. But because of that, I, I like the Steelers in this one. I think Mike Tomlin's going to get the job done. So... Steelers plus one and a half. Sure, if you got Mike, Mike Tomlin as a home dog, too. Uh, are they home? Yeah. yeah. Well, even better. Look at that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check real quick. The, uh, yeah, they are. I don't, right under and down. I was confused. I mean, that, that's like, I think what the record was like 13-3-3 and or something like that. But then we won as the Bucks outright. Okay, um, yeah. I like that done. But I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check Tomlin's record against the spread uh, after a bye as well. There was another one I was really debating between, but I couldn't. I couldn't take. I couldn't. I couldn't make myself do it. And it's only nine to nine. It's not that impressive, but still, Tomlin is a home dog. That's a winning system. So I feel good then. My over under. I'm gonna go with the Cardinals Rams forty one and a half. Um. Seahawks or the Cardinals coming off a uh, game against who they play. You didn't say over or under. Over, of course. Um, who are the Cardinals play last week? Um, they played the Seahawks, right? Oh yeah, they did play the Seahawks. Yeah. Right. Um, two def- and then the Rams played the Bucks and didn't put up that many points, but both defenses they played against last week are solid, and I just see this game escalating. Into Kyler scampering around and Cooper Cup going insane. Um, Are you sure about that? Because Kyler has a hamstring injury and Matt Stafford is concussion, so he might get a little um, Colt McCoy, John true. Wolford action. This is true. Is Wolford still that's back? May- yes, I think so, and that's why probably the line. I think it was originally at forty-three and a half. It's been going down. Maybe they think that one or both Wait. these quarterbacks aren't going to play. The way they the way they talked about Stafford, it, they they made it sound like he might be good to go. But Kyler, I don't know about. 
he did not participate in practice, and uh, yeah, so. I'll just keep it. <laughs> Can't wait till this is a seventeen to fourteen this game. Is, this is one of those Jack picks that <laughs> <laughs> he has one a week where we're like, eh. will it, I'll will it to happen, just yeah. like I did, the, just like <laughs> I did the Bears and Thursday night. So I switched to the Bears. So I switched to Thursday night. I had some success there. That is true. You might just have to start taking Thursday. That is true. You you were at your best taking taking yeah. like the worst game of the I, year. Switch I'm gonna it. pivot. I'm gonna pivot there because we have an awful Thursday night game tomorrow. Yeah, um, I know what I would do. Well, I I already took my spread, so I gotta take the total, oh. and I don't know what the total is, so yeah, I'm just gonna guess what I think it'll be, and I'll take that. All right, no, 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 you have to guess what it is, and then if if yeah, if you say it's if you say your guess is over, you have to take the over. If it's guess is under, you gotta take the under. I like that. Someone tell me what this... No, don't tell me what the score was last week when they played. Um, you gotta go off the top of your head. And if you guess it exactly right, you have to pick another game. So it's not a point five. It is a point .5. You it can guess a point five. Oh, I was going to do an exact score. Um, I'm going to say... 20 26 21 so you think it's going to be 47 sure so you it's, so it's you 42 be, and a half you'll be, oh! you'll be taking the over 42 and a half then or it's going to be a point fest down <laughs> in charlotte tomorrow i mean last time they played it was what 34 31 yeah, they did have overtime, but yeah, all right, I like it. Two weeks ago, I think. I think they're. I think they're getting a. Uh, you're getting a, a Thursday night football discount, but these two teams are Thursday night football proof. Whatever you, that um, means. If you win this, I think you. I, I think one of your picks every week has to be Thursday night football. Maybe, maybe, yeah. All right, I like it. I love the under in this game. <laughs> it's gonna be ugly. All right, folks, there you have it. I have the uh, Jeff Saturday-led Colts, plus five and a half. Chargers, plus seven. And the Commanders Eagles, under 44. Jeff has Cowboys, minus five. Steelers, plus one and a half. And the Seahawks Bucks over in Germany, under, what is it, 40, 44 and a half. Four and a half. Jack, Titans, minus two and a half. Giants, minus five and a half. And he's gonna, it sounds like he's going to alt the spread. Um, but now over 42 and a half in the Thursday night football game between the Falcons and the Panthers. There you have it, folks. There is our episode. Um, hope you enjoyed our playoff predictions and our amendments there. And, um, yeah, go bet Matthew Judon, defense player of the year. That's what we learned today. One final thing to close out. Um, not to get the polit- political here, but do you guys know what happened Whoa. in the Florida, Florida Senate race? Uh, Tua got like 17,000 votes, I believe. Tua finished top five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. That's pretty it's wild. Gotta be, uh, I, I don't know if anyone, I don't know if anyone like actual was running that finished below him, but that's gotta be, that's gotta be a real like look in the mirror. Imagine moment. that. Yeah. 
How crazy would that be? Like if if you just woke up Dude, and you saw that like you got seventeen thousand votes. Like, what, it's, like what almo- it's almost as crazy. It, it's almost as crazy as hiring a head coach with no oh, experience in the NFL who wasn't even consi- like think he'd well, be he is, up for the job. He has, co- he has coaching experience, Jack. He made the state quarterfinals in 2018. Yeah, come on. True. Some credit. They're going to shock the world. They're going to win outright. I'm going to take the money line. Wow. All right, folks. There you have it. Uh, thank you for listening. Be sure to share the show with your friends. Your coworkers, your acquaintances, your dental hygienists, your local food truck salesman or saleswoman. Um, Sell the food trucks. Yeah, shout out, shout out to the food trucks. Um, and we will catch you next week with our episode. See you. It's prayers, Matt Stairs, County Fairs, Grizzly Bears, Kevin Ware, Armpit Hair, Evil Lairs, and Nightmares. Nightmares, baby. <laughs>